This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Tuesday, October 6th. We're glad you're taking time out of your day to get into the Word of God. That's what we do on Morning Breath. We take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, we spend some time with the Lord as we read the chapter. Then my co-host and I come down to the radio station, sort of a, whatever you call this, what do you call it, studio? Yeah. Yeah, we got a little studio here at the Maradon campus of East Coast Christian Center, a radio station, a satellite uh, office. Yeah. And we uh, talk about, read the chapter, talk about it, just spend some time doing a morning devotion together, and you get to you get to listen in and be a part of it. I hope, hope you're reading your Bible, hope you're getting in there. Today we're going to be in John chapter 11. My co-host is Pastor Christian Hurst. And how are you doing, Pastor Christian? I'm doing great. Yeah, awesome. we have some good memories as a church of going to the radio station down at WMIE. Oh, uh, yeah, that was, those were the days. Early morning with Ray and in that brick building. I, I spent some time in the studio, but I never got to record Morning Breath, but I've been an avid listener now since the beginning. I you, mean, You've been in the studio at WMIE back I, in the I day? I was. Sam Blows and I used to go do some of the late night programs. The big one or the little studio? The little studio. The botulism yep, one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was a great spot. Oh my gosh, yes. that was... Sam had the show oh all, sometimes like midnight to 2 a.m. Yeah. And I'd yep. go hang out with them and that was fun. Yeah. But our studio is very nice here. Yeah, well, yeah, actually. Yeah, thank you, Nick, for making Nick the studio care of it. Yeah. so nice and clean. Yay, Nick. You guys may get to see it one day. Yes. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, which would be cool. Yeah. All right, so I'll let you know how to get involved is the easiest way always is our East Coast app. Order the website, and on there you can get the information, events, past sermons, morning breath episode. If you want to look for that app, it's just titled East Coast app on Apple or Google. Also, you can go onto our social media, so Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We have content that's going out every single day on there. Great ways to stay encouraged, stay up with what's going on with the church. And, you know, in the world that we live in with so much negativity on social media, it's great to be able to get an encouraging word, our midday moment that happens on social media, being able to get good information. Also, you could call the church offices. That's 321 452 1060. And we would love to either email or mail out the Morning Breath Devotion Guide or any other information that you might want on East Coast. Yeah. And our, 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 uh, what do you call it? Website is eccc.us. If you need any of that information, we wanted to encourage you as well that there's room for you at all of our, absolutely, you know, in-person services. Yeah. Really would, uh, Want you to come on out. We are still encouraging social distance and some things of that nature, but uh, we've got a safe environment. We're cleaning it very well, cleaning it between every service. And so we would love to have you come back. You know, if you've been out there and have been out of church for six months, there's a lot of people in that place in our our country right now. And I would just encourage you uh, to pray about, is it time to come back? Uh, Because we'd love to have you back and community is so important. That was probably the toughest part of this year for sure for me. It is the number toughest part, but probably the toughest thing I've gone through in a couple of years is the lack of the community in the first part of the year when we weren't able to get together as a church. I didn't realize how much you appreciate it until yeah, it's gone. That's for sure. Yeah, it's hard. Another big announcement we have is the Sisterhood Flourish Digital Conference is this Friday. That's October 9th. 
And that's $20 for the ladies. That's going to be your registration. That's going to be goodies and a gift that we're giving to you. And you can either do that at your house by yourself, or we really encourage you to do like a house party. If you sign up, we can assign you to a house or you could pick certain leaders if they still have room. And for our younger people, for TNT girls, it's only $10 to register. And we're actually doing that at the Avenue Worship Center in Merritt Island, right next to the parkway. And we're doing a big party for the teenagers. So you can get all of that information on our site as always, which is eccc.us slash events. Awesome. Love to have you involved in that. What else do we need to do uh, before we get into the word today? Yeah, morning breaths. Just always encourage you. We've got our video podcast with Pastor Matt and Jessica, and you can watch that each week on YouTube and just stay in touch with what's going on. Awesome. Well, let's get in there and uh, read the chapter then. It's chapter 11. It's a pretty good-sized chapter. It is. And so where where are we going to split? Like at 20, 27? I've got a good break after 27. Yeah. Does yours end after 20? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. We're both New King James today. Oh, so, yeah. well, of course, then yeah. your break's in the right it's spot. It's in the right spot. Okay, I'll read through 27. You can read from 28 to the end. That's great. Let's do it. All right, I must say unto you, read, sir. Now, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary her, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And so, when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he's speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. I am glad for your sakes I was not there that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection in the last, or at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. Verse 28, and when he had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary, her sister, saying, the teacher has come and is calling for you. 
As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforted her, were with her in the house and comforted her, where they saw Mary rose up quickly and went out, following her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would have not died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. And some of them said, could not, could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus again groaned in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone laid against it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who was dead came out bound hand and foot with grave cloth, and his face was wrapped with the cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. But some of them who went to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being the high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that this is expedient for us, that one man should die for the people, and not that the whole nation should perish. Now this he did, not on his own authority, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation, and not for that nation only, but also that he would gather together and one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Therefore, Jesus no longer walked openly among the Jews. He went from there into the country near the wilderness to a city called Ephraim, and there remained with his disciples. And the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they saw Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple. What do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priests and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it, that they might seize him. Amen. 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 Yeah, Nick, you said, uh, did you say amen with us? I did not. Oh, my gosh. Maybe we should start having you do that. Yeah, it'd be good. <laughs> then you'd have to Make stay sure he's paying attention. Stay awake the whole time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good, good thought. And good it's thought. tricky in the different translations oh, sometimes. Yeah, it's too. very tricky. 
Not at all tricky in the same translation. No. Yeah. Anyway, um, what stood out to you in the chapter? Yeah, so this is the <laughs> one that I, I came across. So I, I'll listen to it the night before. I'll listen to it in the morning usually a couple of times. I'll read you it. mean like, the re, like play the I'll version? do the audio Bible, yeah. yep. And I'll, I'll read it with my eyes usually the morning before. But as I listen to it, this verse just jumped out because I would say that this would be kind of a hot button issue for some people is in verse four, New King James says this, but when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the son of God may be glorified through it. And I just, I sent it to Anne-Marie and we had a little discussion as we were over breakfast thinking about it too, is this is something that people could maybe build a doctrine around Mm. is thinking that sickness could be used to glorify God. And they say, you know, whatever God's will is, and I understand that sounds holy. And Jesus said, not my will, your will be done. Mm -hmm. But we see so much foundational evidence in the scripture that Jesus desires for us to have healing. That he go, he went around healing all who were sick and oppressed by the devil. That it says later in the New Testament that that you would have health and that you would prosper even as your soul would prosper. There's a lot of foundation, and that's where I think we need to examine the word by the word and use it to really discern. But I would love to hear your thought. As soon as I read it, I said. I would love to hear Pastor Dan's thoughts. <laughs> it's really, really simple, in yeah. my opinion, what's what's being said here. And I think all the other things you shared about, you know, looking at the word overall and, you know, not taking one verse or two verses out of context. The Bible does say, let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. But yeah. the matter of healing and Jesus being the healer is all over the all over the Bible. Yeah. And uh, But this is the key to that verse. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. How was God glorified through that sickness? Yeah. How? With Lazarus being raised from the dead. Okay. If someone isn't healed, yeah. then there's no glory. Yeah. And so what he's saying here is the healing is what gives God glory, yep. not the sickness. Yeah. If oh, Lazarus good. would have been sick and died. There's no glory in that. There's no glory in that. No, no, no. You know, uh, that's that's like, you know, God can still get glory, but that doesn't glorify God. Yeah. The Bible says that God, uh, that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of any of his saints. Yeah. That's a precious, holy thing to God. It's not something he throws around to, you know, get some props. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, I'll kill 37 people and well, that'll give me some glory. That's really ridiculous. Yeah. Um, if you read it and look at it, it's very obvious that the only thing that gave God glory here was the resurrection, was the healing, the resurrection. Yeah. And there had to be healing yeah. for him to rise yeah. or else he would have rose from the dead and died again. Yeah. You know, if he rose from the dead with the same sickness he had, what a lot of people don't understand is that a resurrection has a lot of things going on in it in that sense of, uh, uh, the sick person died for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got hit by a truck and you got rose from the dead, you would have had to get healed from all the damage from the truck. Yeah. If you died from a heart attack or whatever and died, or in, in Lazarus' case, he was definitely sick and it was prolonged to a point. Um, uh, you know, the other thing people add to what the thought is, oh, sickness gives God glory, is Jesus hung around longer. Yeah. But the truth is, Lazarus was dead when Jesus was told. Yeah. If you do the math of uh, the journey and how far it is away, they stayed an extra two days. When they got back, yeah. he'd been dead four days. Yep. So he was alive when the servant left 
to go tell Jesus. Yeah. But in between the time the servant left and when he arrived at Jesus, he died. Yeah. And then he told him, oh, Lazarus is sick. And Jesus, I love that Jesus doesn't just say to the disciples, yeah, hey, everybody, Lazarus is dead. He spoke life yeah. every chance he could. He didn't deny natural fact, but he spoke, uh, how would I say this, uh, higher law, higher yeah. truth, higher yeah. fact, but he also, you know, didn't amplify natural fact. Yep. He didn't, oh, you know, oh, Lazarus died, Lazarus yep. died, oh, he's dead. Calling oh. things that be not as though yeah. they were. Yeah, there, like there was a lot more life-giving in what he was saying there. Yep. And I think it's interesting that when you do get to the point where he's going to raise him from the dead, yep. it says, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Yes. When did God hear him? When he first asked. I mean, even I think God was listening back there when he yeah. said this sickness is not unto death. I love that. Yeah, I know that you heard me, but for their sakes, I'm going to say this because they need to hear it. I've already stood yeah, and I said this it. is this is for his glory. Yeah. And Jesus knew where this was going. Yeah. Um, and he had said all these things like our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go there may wake him up. Yeah. Jesus knew he was going to raise him from the dead. It was a fact. Yeah. And so he, you know, he's saying like that. And then they, well, if he's asleep, he'll get better. Yeah. Okay, listen, Lazarus is dead, but I'm glad for your sakes I was not there that you may believe. And so, and then Thomas, I, I just love him. Mm -hmm. He's such a positive guy. Yeah. Let us also go that we may die with we'll him. We'll die too. It's like, hey, where are you going, Thomas? Hey, he's going to kill. Jesus is going to get killed. Let's go with him. Let's die too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, Jesus had to work at staying positive yeah. <laughs> around some of the guys he was around. He yeah. had one guy that wanted to kill him, yeah. you know, one guy that, you know, was kind of doubtful most yeah. of the time yeah. and stuff like that. Another observation in here that I think uh, is powerful is the observation of how Mary and Martha respond to Jesus. Yeah. Mary gets up and runs, excuse me, Martha gets up and runs to Jesus, talks mm -hmm. to him, spends time with him. Mary, uh, didn't. She stayed there. She refused to get up and go out and to meet Jesus on the way wow. of her own accord. Yeah. Which, why? Why would she do that? Why wouldn't she run to Jesus? Like, I mean, she was the one sitting at Jesus' sitting feet. Sitting at his feet, and she Martha was, was the one busy yeah, working. Yeah, she was the one busy working. What's going on here? Interesting. I just want to say that there's a greater temptation for the more pious, the more dedicated— the more scripture filled you are, the more temptation there is to be more deeply offended when things don't go the way you think wow. they should. That's good. And so I kind of think that's possible. I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's that it's, really cool. That it's possible that she struggled with that. Yeah. I do know that when, you know, she was confronted and Jesus went to meet her. Uh, she's saying the same thing. Uh, you know, Lord, if you'd been here, my brother would not have died. She got a little chip on her shoulder. Yeah. Martha did too, but she was willing to go to him and talk to him about it yeah. right off the bat. Mary went when she was asked, but she had to be asked before yeah. she went. Again, that's all supposition. Yep. But the truth is that can happen Absolutely. in people's lives. You feel like the Lord owes it to you almost, and it's easier yeah. to be wounded that's right. because of, look at my dedication. Look at yeah. all of Absolutely. my stuff. It turns into works. Absolutely. And that's a dangerous thing for, for works because works don't get anywhere. Yeah. The other place I believe that he was heard by God, I know that you hear me and you always hear me, is he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, 
And then he groaned again, verse 33 and 38. Mm-hmm. Groaning in the spirit is not a lot talked about as like, yeah. you know, a way to prayer and uh, pray. And sometimes people say that's praying in the spirit. I don't believe it is. I believe it is actually what it's saying, a deep you know, groan, a oh, deep yeah. cry of a man or a woman's heart. Absolutely. You, don't know, you don't even know what to say. It's different even yeah. than praying in the spirit. Which oh, absolutely. Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, what I do think, well, you know, in verse 33, when he groans in the spirit was troubled, I think that was actually at the doubt and unbelief mm-hmm. around yeah. him at yeah. that point. The next one, uh, again, uh, you know, they accuse, I mean, they have doubt about it. They act. They accuse him. Verse thirty-seven. Some of them say, "Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also kept this man from dying?" Mm-hmm. There's his friend. Look, it's his fault. Yeah. And I think that may that's kind of a groaner yeah. as well. You know, is he groaning about? the way people are responding yep. to his love and care for them. The same way he kicked people out of the room when he yeah. was raising the girl from the yeah. dead. He's like, your doubt and unbelief do not belong in here. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so there's a lot going on there too. And, and, uh, uh, if it was a groaning, if it was him speaking earlier, if it's him, you know, in his prayer life, in a spot we ne- didn't see, mm-hmm. you know, not everything that happened in Jesus' life was recorded. Yeah. He could have prayed for an hour that morning. We don't know it. Yeah. And uh, I don't know where all, but he was confident mm-hmm. that God always heard him. Yeah. And I believe that means more than when you pray, God hears you. Listen up now. I believe that also means all the time as He's you're listening. talking, the Bible says we'll give account for every idle word. Yeah. You know, you can, if your idle words are, oh, you know, this doesn't work, oh, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, oh, God, would you touch? Yeah. Oh, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. I don't know if that's going to really get you, you know, get you ahead or actually help you to be in a position to pray and do well. That's good. You put a little emphasis on verse five, and I love this. It says, (laughs) now Jesus loved Martha and her sister Lazarus, so when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days. <laughs> and I love getting an observation of the way that Jesus dealt with crisis here. It'd be so easy for people to get worked up and yeah. just be like, panic, panic, panic. Yeah. But he didn't strive in that way to where he maintained a pace. He maintained a peace. He walked there and he knew yeah, it was for God's good. glory. But the way he managed his his life and his ministry was like, God has got this. I trust him. I've already received it. He said it later. I know God's going to do it instead of just responding emotionally to every single situation and circumstance. And that's where you're letting the peace of God rule and reign and really guard your heart and the way that you operate life. Absolutely. And you know, you say, well, why? So he heard that he, he was sick. He stayed two more days. Why? Well, it just said, Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus. Why did he do it? I'm here today to tell you love motivated him. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened when he got there? Now, number one, it wouldn't have helped him to hurry back. He was already dead. Yeah. Uh, that he let him be dead for four days is very key because of a Jewish way of thinking so that they couldn't sort of take this miracle and discount it. Yeah. And I'll share that with you as soon as we get back from the break. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. 
This is a message for all of sisterhood. If you are a woman, you are sisterhood. Sisterhood is our identity as girls here at East Coast. It's not about what we do. It's about who we are and who we are called to be as girls who love Jesus with all of our hearts. For the past few years, we have gathered together as a sisterhood from all of our locations and hosted our Sisterhood Flourish conferences at our Merritt Island campus. But this year, our Sisterhood Flourish conference is going digital. Tickets are $20, and when you register, you'll receive full access to all online content, access to a private Facebook group just for attendees, sneak peeks before the event, and the opportunity to attend small in-person watch parties. In addition to all of that, you will also receive a gift box full of goodies and conference material to help make your Flourish experience unforgettable. We hope you and your friends join us for this fun, interactive night. Registration and more information can be found at eccc.us slash events. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior, we offer free estimates, and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Well, I'm back. I forgot what I was going to say. No, I'm just kidding. Um, in Jewish, uh, you know, belief, they believe that the spirit stayed with a man for three days. And then after three days, that spirit went to be with God. And so if he would have been risen at two and a half days, they would have said, well, of course, the spirit was still there. Um, so that four days could have been really an powerful, issue. Yeah. Why? 
he wanted to do it that way. And the other thing that a lot of people don't recognize in here is it says that a lot of the Jews that came with Mary and, and Martha to the tomb yeah. got saved. They believed. After seeing this, this they was believed. very impactful. Yeah, they believed. And so why would he wait? Because of love. Yeah. You can always guarantee that what God does, God is love. Yeah. And so if you want to know why God does something, when you're, why, God, oh, why, just yeah. start out with the word love. Yeah. God is love. And so his his reason for whatever's going on is God so loved the world. Mm-hmm. God loves you. God loves, you know, the Every church. Good God loves the gift comes down from the Father of Love. Light. A father of lights in which there's no yeah. variableness, neither shadow of turning. Yeah. There's no shiftiness in him at all. It's a good verse. So if you want to know why, and I know it's hard sometimes when the why effect seems to be affecting you very negatively. Um, always rest in the fact that it's because of his love. Jesus, uh, you know, loves you and he cares about you. Anything in closing, Pastor Christian? No, just know that God is good. He's for you. I, yeah. I love this phrase. If it's not good yet, God's not done yet. So just know that he's still working. I like it. All right, guys, God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for being with us on Morning Breath. We'll See you, Pastor you Christian. Time. See you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.